All right, Anthony on Air Podcast, back for another episode brought to you by our good pals over at Hero Sub Company. Link in the description below. More on them in a second. Frankie C's back here in the mix. We are talking about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving 2020 is upon us. Also, we're going to get into this swingers club here in New York that was raided by the sheriffs and another Predator movie. That's, where, that's why Janine's not on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where she was. <laughs> Janine is our resident swinger expert. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this would explain why she's not answering any text messages either. Yeah. You know, when they confiscate your phone, they're not going to answer the text. Holy cow. Oh, my goodness. Maybe she'll use her one phone call to call into the podcast. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. That, that would earn her a promotion. I don't know to what, but <laughs> at least a raise. Um, all right. So, I mean, at the time of this podcast, uh, it's the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Ooh. And uh, I just thought it would be nice to start off our podcast talking about Thanksgiving traditions, what's different this year, but more like good, good memories and thoughts of Thanksgiving's yeah. past. I'm a big holiday this year. Yeah, I'm a big holiday guy. I'd love to. I would love to. And especially because the podcast is so um I was going to say international, but I don't want to sound stuck up. It just it, it goes across such a wide variety of people. I would love to know, like, let us know in the comments on YouTube and Facebook. And if you're listening on Apple or Google or, or Spotify, send send us a tweet at Anthony's faves. All our links and everything is at AnthonyOnAir.com. Uh, like, what are your favorite traditions, food, getting together with family, watching football. I, I want to know specifically, like, what's the thing like every year you're like, I love this part of Thanksgiving. This is what I look forward to. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Thanksgiving is an American holiday. So I don't think people in Australia are <laughs> celebrating Thanksgiving <laughs> unless they're what? originally from America. Are you for <laughs> real? I don't want to break. I hate to break it to you. And I think they do in Canada a little, but it's a few days later. I heard that Greek Thanksgiving is amazing, so I don't know. Is it? I that's what I'm hearing. A lot of octopus, it's a lot of feta cheese. I can't get involved. <laughs> I don't know. It's a turkey made of feta and grape leaves. No, but I mean, all all kidding aside, because you know, no. I I I, I open myself up for Frank's abuse there. I deserve that. But I mean, like um, like people reach out and they're like, I'm from here, but I live here now, and you know. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't have to live in America to celebrate you're right. Thanksgiving. If you're American, you moved right. to the UK, you moved to Australia, you could still celebrate. I get how, how what I was saying, though, could sound like I thought like it was an international. <laughs> oh, let's celebrate Thanksgiving all around the world. <laughs> How's that Chinese Thanksgiving going? <laughs> but even like, okay, so this is a great place to start, though. Like, we're new, in New York. I feel like New York may celebrate Thanksgiving slightly different from people who celebrate everywhere else. And even sure. in New York, Italians celebrate Thanksgiving, I think different the way Spanish people do, or, you know, Greek people may, or what, you know, whatever it is. I'm sure. You know, because, all right, so for instance, like growing up, like we don't necessarily in my family do this now as much as we used to, like when my grandparents were alive, but growing up, like you went through 17 things before you got to the turkey. Agreed. And uh, yeah, as we've gotten older, as the, uh, our generation has gotten older, we kind of cut that back a little bit. It used to be, let's see, there used to be an antipasta course. Gotta have antipasta. You want to explain what that is for people who don't, who may not know? That's, <laughs> that's like uh, meats and cheeses, uh, little finger foods, 
that uh, you know you kind of you're not sitting at the table necessarily, but you're just picking. Could be some chips if it's less traditional, um, you know, salamis and cheeses and things like that. Supersad and gabagool and you right. know all the sharp cheeses and olives snack and artichoke food, hearts. Little yeah. snack. Let's put that in quotes, though. <laughs> it's a ton of it, though. Yeah, it's a ton of it. I mean, it, you know, it's uh, like um, like an appetizer almost, but right. like small. You get your own little dish and you just pick from different things. That's the start. Um, Go ahead. Right. That's the start. Then salad, maybe. For some. Yep. You know, you have a little salad course. Then with Italians, we can only speak for, I only know, Anthony and I are both Italian. There's a pasta course. Yes. Now, what was your, did you always have the same pasta? Usually it's baked spaghetti. Baked spaghetti. Yeah. Okay, see, we did a lot of the times we did like like manigot, which was like a yeah, like a or ravioli uh, or something. Yeah, it's like a big pancake filled. Ma- it's a different. It's like a crepish macaroni thing that's filled with ragot and cheese on the inside. Then they roll it up so it kind of looks like a taco, almost like a little rolled up. Yeah, burrito. like a, it's like an Italian burrito. It's, right. <laughs> instead of the the bread, it, it's pasta, and inside is ragot. And you'd roll it up and and you put a bunch of them in a tray. You put some sauce on top, maybe a little bit more cheese on top and you bake it. And that's, that's what we did back way back in the day. What's baked spaghetti though? How did you, what are you you talking about with that? That is uh, like spaghetti with like a, almost like a bolognese sauce with meat and you know, whatever. And it's baked almost like a lasagna, but you like, you put it in like a lasagna tray, put it, you cook it, uh, not complete. You know, you don't cook it till it's done. You cook it a little bit, then you put it all with the meat and the cheese into like a lasagna tray. You mm. cover it with like some cheese or something and some sauce. You bake it, and it's like you cut it up like it's a like a pie almost. Got and it. It's just it's just a big mound of spaghetti and meat sauce. And would stuff. it stay together, or once you like cut into it and scooped it out, would it all kind of like break apart? It would break apart. You'd have to be real careful if you cook it to where it's like crispy on the outside. Then it usually stays together but sometimes it gets a little messy so right and i i think the thing why it was mostly baked was because you were spending the day baking the bird in the in the oven anyway so a baked pasta kind of like worked well with just you slide it in the oven and you get that done throw that in the shelf underneath exactly in the oven exactly so yeah so andy pasta salad then a macaroni dish and then the basic traditional trimmings for thanksgiving right Yep, the bird with the trimmings, and then dessert after that. So that's a what five six courses. Well, I well we also we had the chocolates and the nuts part. So like right after Thanksgiving, you'd break out all the peanuts and the almonds and the that we combined with dessert and and like maybe like the jelly rings and some of the little chocolate like a chocolate with a mint that would go out, and then after that you'd get the pies Pies and the yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Oh, man. See, we would put out like a big bowl of fruit, a big bowl of nuts. You know, we all mixed like walnuts and almonds and stuff. Yeah. And then you'd have in the same course, we would have it in the same course. We'd have all the pies, apple, pumpkin, all that stuff. Uh, and if you wanted ice cream, you were thrown out of the house. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> You could get ice cream, but you got to get it yourself. It wasn't just put on the table. This is why Italians are all dead at 53 from cholesterol. It's basically we, uh, we laid out why that, that happened. That was minus the turkey. That was every Sunday in our house. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that was Take basically the turkey it. course, and that's a Sunday. We that's basically took enough. Sunday dinner and slapped Thanksgiving on the tail end of it. Is what happened basically. essentially. And then, did we skip that Sunday's dinner? No, we went from Thursday Thanksgiving, <laughs> and then three days later had Sunday dinner where we all wanted to puke on each other. <laughs> basically, basically, that's that's pretty much what went down. Yeah, that's what we would do too. But I, I will say this: if for for me personally, and I know not every everybody's like this. I would say, fifteen years ago, maybe even twenty, my family made the conscious decision to switch courses, abandon our heritage, and go for a traditional Thanksgiving, like totally Americana meal. And I got to tell you, like you just said. Because Sunday's always just three days away. I, I actually kind of liked it a little bit more. We got rid of the the money got we got rid of the antipasto and stuff. Yeah. And, you don't feel like you you're you're gonna explode before you even get to the turkey. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but we you know? we we actually started finally eating the turkey is what it really came down to. Instead of just like going, I'll have a piece. The turkey was the last thing to go. Nobody wanted it. The yeah. best part of Thanksgiving is the the trimmings. You know, you got the Stuffed mushrooms and the cranberry sauce and the mashed potatoes. That's that's what everybody wants. Corn, uh, the turkey. I eat out of tradition. If the turkey wasn't there, I would not complain. Right. Yeah. Basically, I'm yeah. trying. There was actually. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. There was actually one year when I was little. I had to be like nine years old, where I discovered Tom Turkey was like a cartoon or something. And I saw it on the news. Oh, it's Tom Turkey. It's Tom Turkey. And then on Thanksgiving, they pulled out the turkey. They put it on the table. And I boycotted. <laughs> I, I went under the table and said, I refuse to eat Tom Turkey. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It's, it's terrible. And I didn't eat. And you didn't I eat your, your turkey that year? I did not eat. The turkey no i had you know the vegetables and stuff but i didn't eat the turkey <laughs> and i was so pissed i was crying i don't know how i had to be eight or nine years old i don't even remember but what were you like yeah, 26 27 tom turkey maybe <laughs> <laughs> so in my I family we did the um we did so this is what we started doing we did this soup which i tell everybody about because it's the thing i look forward to now more than anything my uncle the makes wedding what wedding soup no okay. my uncle makes one soup my aunt makes another my aunt makes a split pea soup like a legit not opening up a can like gets an actual like from christmas or easter no easter takes like the ham the ham hock from easter because we do like a ham on easter takes the ham hock and saves it freezes it saves it and uses that to make split pea soup for Thanksgiving. It is extraordinary. And then my uncle makes a sweet potato soup, which is unbelievable. And then what they do, they pour it into the bowl. They each stand there with their things and they pour it into the bowl. They ladle it into the bowl at the same time. And you get this yin yang like design of both soups. That's together. not a shadow. That's not a shadow. There's you see one that's, side is orange two different soups in the same bowl. Two different soups in the same bowl, and because they're thick, they keep to the same side, you know, unless you actually go wow. in there and stir it up. And it is to 
die for. It is so. Do good. you eat them at the? Do you try to get both in the same spoonful? I, I do everything. I I'll, I'll go on one side a little bit. I'll go on the other side a little bit. Then I'll go down the middle and mix. It's like a black and white cookie. You gotta, you know. I you, never heard of this. This is really cool. That's an awesome idea. I don't know how they got the idea to do it. If they got it from somewhere or whatever it was, but about twenty years ago they started making it and. And honestly, hey, you got split pea in my sweet potato. Hey, you got sweet potato in my split pea. <laughs> like the peanut butter chocolate thing. <laughs> no, but that's what they've been. That's what we've been doing now. So that's what you know. And I look forward to that every single, every single. That year. looks good. I am not a fan of peas at all. Uh, peas and onions. No, and but that looks good. Yeah, it is. It really. It, it's incredible what they do. And like when you have like a really bad soup, like if you go to like some delis or whatever and they just open up bags or whatever they're doing like quick and it's salty and it sucks and it's oh terrible like a really good yeah. somebody that took hours to just let this thing simmer and just come together it's just oh it's so that looks amazing good. yeah I, I never heard of that like in a restaurant or any that's a great idea two different soups i know kind of, that's a cool idea i never ever see it anywhere and it's and they and they won't make it any like some like I remember one year, I was like, "Hey, what about February? We kick this back out again and see how it <laughs> see how it does because it's so all good. through the winter. What the hell? That looks like a good winter tradition. Like, yeah, you know, every yeah. other week, throw a bowl of uh, two soups around. I, I've gotten hell? I've gotten them to agree to make a whole bunch extra. Now that we'll take a container of each home and kind of recreate it for a little while nice. after, but you know, then you run out of time basically. But yeah, and then we do the traditional turkey and everything like that. What about stuffing though? Because we again, this is I don't know if this is an Italian thing or New York thing or what it is, but we would do the traditional stuffing, like a stovetop bready kind of stuffing, and then we also have our egg stuffing. Egg stuffing, never heard of that. Yeah, so they're like egg and sausage and whatever. They like sometimes that'll be the thing that actually goes inside the bird, uh, and that cooks along with it. And so we'll have like an egg stuffing. So like an omelet, you just put an omelet in inside the. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a big omelet. Yeah, it's weird. It's... Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, so we sounds have that. delicious. And it's got like sausage and onion and all kinds of stuff in it. And it doesn't taste like an omelet, omelet though, in a weird way. Oh, it, sure. It's got like turkey on it. Like, sure, it's got the turkey flavoring. Yeah. It tastes like it tastes like eggs. I don't know how to. It tastes like egg stuffing, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Probably like a. Hmm. Yeah. No, I could see that. Like a, like a sausage and eggs uh, sandwich or something. Like a. But even like we'll, we'll do traditional. Potatoes and eggs. We'll do traditional real stuffing, and it's good. I like it. I know it's a lot of hard work to make it, but I actually kind of like stovetop. Stovetop's pretty stove good. fine. I like stovetop. Yeah, stovetop's <laughs> pretty good. I know someone, um, my brother's in-laws, actually make their own stuffing. They have the bread. They set up their table. Their dining room table is huge, and they just set up the bread, and they let it dry out and crisp and whatever or harden. Yeah. And then they, they make... You know, they break it up and they make their own stuffing. They don't, you know, they don't buy stale bread. They make it themselves. Yeah, I mean, I and I, I like, I would imagine that that's probably way more of an intense flavor and way better than stovetop stuff. But I again. is it is it worth all that? I mean, stovetop's good. I, I'm fine with that. We also like my uncle because my uncle's taking over all the cooking. We we also like he does like a real cranberry sauce, and I kind of like the canned stuff. I don't, you know, again, I these like are the canned stuff. Most of the time, I would say 99% of my life, I go towards the real, homemade, you know, true, no BS, not mass market, not fast foodish. That's like, that's my lane. 
with a couple of things like stovetop and the and the can like i kind of like that stuff better i think it's a little better you know what always what i find weird like my my family with the canned cranberry sauce number one they always slice it yeah it's never like mushed into like to make it to make it look like it could be cranberry sauce it's always sliced yeah why is which is very weird i don't know why so like so you could scoop it no you got to take a slice a slice of cranberry sauce <laughs> uh there's that and there's never enough yeah they use one, like one can it's like we're we're a million people why is there only one can of cranberry sauce why isn't there a huge plate like everything else is huge on this table but there's like one can sliced up there's a side dish of of a little bread dish of cranberry sauce like that's all that's that's yeah. it yeah why isn't it as popular that's the, that's what everybody wants give me a huge bowl of it i don't know i don't know give me 10 cans in a big bowl what the, what's the problem yeah and then i also love the um sweet potato pie that's sweet great potato pie is good anytime sweet potato pie anytime pie is part of the entree course like there was I used to work at a deli butcher, et cetera, and there was a guy that worked there. He was the chef. He used to cook all the things. He was an amazing cook. Uh, he introduced me to this sweet potato. I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, marshmallow. Basically, he took sweet potatoes, marshmallows, um, syrup, like. Uh, pancake syrup you know mm. maple syrup and he just do layers of it like a lasagna and he would bake it in the oven and it was like the most amazing thing in the world it was just <laughs> sweet potatoes syrup i'm sure there was something brown sugar i think you put in there mm. and it's it's amazing he just baked it. it was like a lasagna he had all the different layers and he baked it and it was just like amazing i i haven't had it since because he was the only one that made it, but I, that's, I'm missing it. It was you're awesome. Dreaming about that? Yeah, that sounds really yeah. good. That's good. I have a sweet tooth, so that's me. That's my. That's right up my alley. Yeah. Um, we'll do turkey gravy, which I love, actually, turkey gravy, better than, like, brown gravy and, mm -hmm. you know. Any gravy is good. Yeah. Serve it up. Yeah. A little bit of gravy. Are you a white meat or a dark meat guy? Both. I think dark meat's good. It's softer and... But I, I'll eat any any part of the turkey. That's fine. But one stupid thing that happens every year when I'm at Thanksgiving, because they know I hate it, someone makes a big bowl of peas and onions. Okay? <laughs> I hate peas. I hate onions. And then the joke has to happen every year. I don't say anything. But the joke is always, oh, we made this especially for you. Uh, give Frank the peas and onions. He, he knows, we know he loves it. Someone, <laughs> without fail, it's always going to be someone at the table is going to make the joke. And I go, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's every year. I just wait. It's basically place your bets on who's going to do it first. Who's going to say it first? <laughs> that sounds miserable. That's like my worst nightmare. It's just get once I get on the other side of that joke, I have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill you, from it's all good from there. You should as soon as that gets onto the table, you should grab the scooper spoon, just shove it in your mouth. <laughs> like this, this is fantastic. And walk out of the room. <laughs> it's not worth it. I can't do it. I'll throw up. <laughs> I can't. Oh god. And they put on they put mushrooms in there, like that's gonna help me. I love mushrooms. Yeah, but that's uh, I'm like, oh, can I pick the mushrooms out? 
Um, what about desserts? What are you looking at for a dessert? I love my favorite during this time of the year. Got to be pumpkin pie. Yeah. Love pumpkin pie. So good. It's amazing. I'll, you know, I'll do an apple. Apple pie is great too, but pumpkin time of the year after the meal, it's good stuff. Do we all agree top three is pumpkin, apple, and pecan? I mean, isn't that Thanksgiving? I can't go pecan. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying, isn't that top three uh, Thanksgiving dessert pies right there? Is there a, is there Oh, I see. Um, Pumpkin, pecan, I'd say, yeah, that's gotta be. Yeah, I'd say that's 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 fair. Or what is sweet potato? Yeah, but that's dinner. That's that's entree part, sweet potato pie. Still a pie. True, but <laughs> no, but I, I'm not a big pecan. But yeah, I can see what you mean. Pecan is probably up there in the the top three. We also do this. I I'm gonna I'm gonna give a free plug because it's not like they need the help. But there's a place out here in the Hamptons. It's world famous. It's called Briarmere Pies. I had I, we use their pies at our wedding. Uh, we go every year and we get the, their pies for Christmas and for Thanksgiving. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, like what we bring over. They make this raspberry cream pie. That sounds amazing. <sighs> <laughs> it is. I'm telling you, a good pie. Holy crap. There ain't nothing like it. Key lime is up there with one of my favorites. Oh yeah, of course. We once we get into the summertime, I'm a key lime guy. Like all, but I'm very seasonal with my pies. Yeah, that's true. But apple's good all year round. Uh, yeah, that's true. Apple is good all year all year round. I'm trying to find a photo because the fact that they don't have a picture of their raspberry pie on their social media page, like somebody should be fine. Actually, it's a testament. <laughs> it's a testament to the fact that they don't need. They don't need. Yeah the help at all whatsoever because there's like a fine i'm sure there's a line out the door for these you know what i'll never understand what i've never had it so i don't know but people say that there's a mock apple pie which is made with like ritz crackers instead of apples really yeah it's called mock apple pie i've never had it i've only heard of it i've never seen any recipes so i don't know if it's good i don't know if it's supposed to taste like apple pie or if it's just a substitute, but apparently there's a thing called mock apple pie and it's made with Ritz crackers. I don't get it. I don't see how that could be comparable to apple pie. Yeah, I, I, or why you need to, is there an apple allergy that we don't know about? I don't know. And I can't imagine Ritz crackers being healthier than an apple. Maybe it's like a, I think it may be like a, cheaper version mm-hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure but i've heard of it i've never had it and i can't imagine it being good but if anybody knows or anybody out there has had mock apple pie please let me know if it's good yeah i can't find a great uh, i'm just going to show this photo it it's not it doesn't look all that appealing but it is like this looks like a cheesecake it's the sweetest cream like the cream is so just creamy and sweet and the the raspberry is so tart and just the two things together ah. oh god yeah lemon so, meringue is pretty good so good. i go for a good lemon meringue any time of day yeah but um what was i gonna say so cheesecakes too we do a lot of we do cheesecakes on oh. uh, thanksgiving those are good homemade my wife makes like the best cheesecake 
Straight up cheesecake or or like a flavor? No, straight up. But sometimes she does chocolate, but my favorite is just the regular cheesecake. Yeah. She gets like the graham cracker crust and everything. It's amazing. Wait, which makes no sense because like after you eat all that heavy stuff, like yeah. the last thing you need is well, like a heavy why... des- but every one of these desserts is like heavy and like but Yeah, I know. But that's why you start Thanksgiving meal starts at like one o'clock in the afternoon, two o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. True. Because you have you have uh dessert at like ten PM and you're like and you get a good three hour nap in there. Yeah. You sl- fall asleep on the couch. It's all good stuff. The best. That that little That's the best nap. That comatose turkey. What are the trip to whatever whatever is in there? Trip to fan. Everybody in the house is quiet. Something's cooking because it's the next meal is the next course is coming up. And you got that slouched, open mouth, head back. (laughs) (laughs) Nap on the couch. That is a tradition in every family. At least two people are gonna do that in every household. Before the turkey, after the turkey, doesn't matter. Someone's falling asleep. You know what's so funny about that too? Like you used to look at your uncles and your dad, like you know, and you'd be like, "What is wrong with them?" And like yeah, now, everybody's that, falling asleep. Yeah, and like now that you're like we're older, you're kind of like, "Oh, that's <laughs> just, <laughs> just done, so done." So that's done. what Thanksgiving should be stretched over two days. Thanksgiving should be Thursday and Friday. Well, I mean, it kind of is. I mean, uh, that's why I don't understand these people yeah, that go out so shopping on Black Friday. Like, what are you insane? I'm like, I'm nursing a food hangover every Black Friday. I'm sleeping until eight p.m. on fl- Black Friday. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, we got. I can't this... imagine a lot of things this year are going to be closed. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. So the other good. thing though is we got this uh, brewery Long Island by us, who they actually mm-hmm. make a Black Friday stout, which I get every single year. This be the first year. Actually, I don't know if I'll have time to get it. They um, only release it on Black Friday. They yes, but they um, I usually get it uh, a little, a little. I always get like a sneak preview. You know a guy, but now it's yeah. Now it's too late for that now. But um, yeah. but yeah, but that's so that's kind of good to have with everything. Like goes good with the PK. I actually like having. It's not a dessert beer, but I kind of like having it with like dessert because it kind of works really good there. But yeah, nice. and but that's and that's the other thing too. Like, there's nothing better than ripping out that stuffing and a couple slices of turkey and throwing it into the toaster oven and having that the next day again. That's a beautiful thing. That is, or grabbing like a plate that you don't know what's in it, and then you open it and like a you peel back the tin foil and it's like, oh my god, stuffed mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to another one, you know, like peas and onions. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, going to find those leftovers. And then, you, like, you, like you said, when you hit that leftover chat, like, I can't believe how much of this they gave us for leftovers. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But there's one tradition in my family that I kind of look forward to. It's a little ego boost for me, I guess. Uh, I used to work, again, I used to work in a butcher shop. And so now I carve the turkey every year. Oh, Really? They kind of ask, you know, oh, the butcher's here. We got to get the butcher, to, you know, to carve the turkey. I haven't been, I haven't been a butcher in twenty years, but I was the butcher, so I carved the turkey every year. And there was one year that they didn't ask me to carve the turkey. Someone else carved the turkey, and I got, I got to admit, it, it stung a little bit. 
<laughs> it kind of hurt. I was hurt like, the feelings? Uh, I was like, I'm, I'm here. I do this every year. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> and someone's carving like, oh, I got it. I'm like, oh. Were you sitting there going, maybe they'll forget the pee joke this year? And then they, when they made it, it hurt even more? Yeah, so that, yeah, the pee joke stung a little more than any other year. <laughs> um, uh, oven in turkey in the oven or fried turkey? I've never had fried deep fried turkey. I've only had it in the oven. So what about you? Wh- my, so when we go by my uncle, it's, it's always oven in the turkey. But there were two years, because we were having kids where we missed so uh we missed like the big family gathering so we um we did the we got the big fryer here and did the fried turkey so good so you burn good. down half your house or no because they they have the they have like the indoor fryers now where you can literally just you put an a, indoor fryer indoor turkey fryer it's this whole encapsulated thing you have to you have to read the you can't put like it can't be wet it can't i be still frozen. don't trust that i mean We've done it like what two or three times an, now. What makes it an indoor fryer as opposed to the thing you do outside? What are they? Because, I mean, the thing that you do outside is like you, you, you have basically like a, a bucket on top of a flame. On top of a flame. This is um, you plug it into the wall. It's electric. Right. But the, the risk was never the flame. The risk was always the well, oil. It's kind of the flame, but the risk was the oil splashing out. Yeah. And starting the fire. But you put so it, there's so little oil. You know, well, that's it. what you're supposed to do with with the outside turkey. You're only supposed to fill it like less than halfway. Yeah, but as long as it's dry, as long as you're dry and it's not frozen, there's no. It never bubbles up. It never gets crazy out of control. Right. That's but, the thing people forget. Yeah. If it's a frozen turkey, do not drop it into hot oil. You're screwed. And if it's wet, like we literally had to stand there patting it. And the thing is, is because we brined it overnight too. So when you pull it out, like you pat it dry. And you gotta like wait a little while, and then you gotta pat it dry again because the the uh, you know it's the humidity. So when you pat it dry, are you taking out? Are you taking away the the brine? You know what you all that work you put in the flavor and everything. I don't think so because the brine kind of gets in. Yeah, that's true. You know that's that's what that's what the brine is really supposed to do. Um, We plus you deep frying it. That's the flavor anyway, too. Yeah. Yeah, we may have done a dry brine or something. I forget what we did with it. But anyway, um, hey, it was I try it so juicy. And and you know what? It took like 45 minutes. It doesn't take long at all. Wow. You know, That's but I will. Awesome. But I will say like it, it limits like you can't feed like 40 people off of it because, it you know, the size of oh, the turkey's always small. Yeah, it ain't tiny. Like we still like we still had tons of leftovers. We still got a big. T- the first time we did it, we got a turkey that fed like fourteen. It was like this was too much. Like we, you know, <laughs> we were just so stupid. We didn't know. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the the thing has to tell you how big a turkey you can get. It does. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. <laughs> you didn't listen to that. We just no. We we made some. <laughs> we had to make some adjustments on it. Uh, Hero Soap Company is the uh, sponsor of this episode. Uh, Want to thank them for, of course, their sponsorship. Uh, since coming on board, it's been a great experience talking about an American holiday. This is a, an American company here, veteran owned and operated. You buy a bar of soap, they send a bar of soap over to the troops. Uh, they take some of the money from proceeds and they go and they donate it towards uh, these great organizations that build homes for veterans without mortgages. So truly amazing, nice and clean. Uh, the spearmint and the peppermint and cool are my favorites. They now have body wash available and they have this fancy schmancy box 
so that you can get a whole bunch of different kinds of soaps, maybe two bars and a body wash or whatever. And then you can have it uh, sent out to uh, a loved one for the holidays. Perfect gift, uh, especially for the proud American in your life uh, that loves the country and loves to support veteran-owned businesses. There's nothing better than this. Get them this great soap instead of the stupid mass-produced soap that has chemicals and parabens in it. None of that stuff is in here. It's all natural, and it is fantastic. And if you want a subscription, which makes a great gift, you can send a bar of soap to somebody in your life one a month, two a month, whatever. Take care of their soap needs for an entire year. That's a great gift for dad, especially if he served. Uh, you can get 20% off a subscription right now by using the promo code Anthony. That makes a great gift for, for people. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Remember when like cheese of the month club was such like a, like that was the joke. Like it was such a bad idea. Now I'm like, I love when people sign me up for like beer of the month club or cheese of the month or I, soap. Or, yeah. Like I love that stuff. Take care of me for I the gave, whole year. My yes. mom, for my mom's birthday, we gave her a, it was like a, a thing of the month club. I don't remember what it was called, but like it, it gave her a thing four times a year. It was a couple bottles of wine in this month. Two months later, it was a, thing of olive oils and it was a thing of cheeses and it was there's a bunch of things so getting stuff throughout the year that's a it's a cool idea awesome yeah that's awesome like i totally love that like i did uh like an omaha steaks thing once somebody gave me it was like a couple of times i was like this is fantastic it's a beautiful thing yeah it's nice getting that delivery of something you're like oh i'm set and now that clark is the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> agreed are there jelly? I'm sure there's a jelly of the month club out there somewhere. Probably. Um, so in Queens, uh, they uh, raided this sex club called Caligula, which bills itself on Facebook as a private upscale on-premise swingers club. And of course, Astoria. Now, if anybody knows anything about New York, you know, Astoria these days is where all the embarrassing stuff happens. This is where all the... Yeah, what the hell is going on over they, there? They're just running rampant in Astoria. There's no rules. There's no laws. They're swinging <laughs> like crazy. Um, Swingers paradise over there in Astoria. <laughs> it's the wild anything, west. Anything goes under those train tracks. Montauk and Astoria. We just don't have enough time to pay attention to these places, and they're getting away with a lot of stuff. Montauk's too far out there. Astoria's... It's there, but you can't park. That's the problem. There's nobody. Nobody park. wants to go in there and inspect That's true. anything. Yeah, uh, and there's still video stores in Astoria. What's going on out it's, there? It's a madhouse. I don't know what time. It's a land without law. Crap together. <laughs> Fucking Astoria. <laughs> um, they busted in and found 80 people bumping loud music and unlawfully serving alcohol, according to Sheriff Joseph Facito. Uh, when sheriff deputies arrived, they found three couples currently in the act in a small room while others were gathered across the venue unlawfully drinking alcohol and socializing, according to the sheriff uh, and pictures of the event. Oh, where are those pictures? Hold on a second. Were they wearing masks? <laughs> I don't believe so. I got to oh, say, uh, yeah, germs are uh, masks are the last problem, I guess. Masks are <laughs> not going to really help if you're doing what they're doing. This is kind of skeevy. I'm sorry. Like I, even if kind I, of skeevy. Even if I was into swinging, like just looking at these photos, like I, I can't. I skeevy. You, I don't think you could be. What is that? OCD. What do I have when I'm a or, or germ freak or whatever? Germaphobe. Yeah, which I definitely have a touch of. You can't be a germaphobe and a swinger at the same time. I don't believe. No. So there's, I guess, there's one of the uh, officers at the uh, club there. Ugh. Let's see if I could actually. It's do a nice this. banner. Yes. It is a nice banner. Let's see if I could move it. 
There's another little yep. banner. I guarantee the swingers probably don't look like that woman in the in the banner. You okay? Here's the thing that I really just skeeved out and threw up in my mouth a little bit. Frank, here's the next picture. Look at that. Ah, uh, see, right? No, right. And it doesn't look no. that when I describe it to the audience that's listening, they're gonna be like, "You're not. That's you're making a bigger deal." But it's just a mattress. Mattress is covered in sheets. It's not. I mean, I don't know what I expected. No, but it's but, three, three, three queen size beds all in a row next to each other. Just touching each. Yeah, the mattresses are. There's no space in between these mattresses. I like that there's a garbage can. I mean, yeah. Why imagine, is that there? Imagine. I mean, no offense to the person who cleans, you know, things for a living, but being a janitor or someone who cleans a swingers club. I don't think you grew up thinking this is going to be my life. No, it's a tough spot. And it's weird, too. It's hard to see in this photo, but there is another bed that kind of makes an L shape. And then there's also like a little couch as well. That's like right there. That's. Uh, uh, oh, OK. And then there's look at this. Here's VIP room available rates. So I guess you is can. That on, is that on top of a big pile of garbage? It looks like it's on this candies or something. I don't even know what that is. Maybe those are condoms. I don't know. But it's thirty dollars for ten minutes, <laughs> fifty dollars for twenty minutes, sixty dollars for a half hour, seventy-five for forty minutes, ninety minutes, ninety dollars for fifty minutes, a hundred dollars for an hour, five hundred dollars for all night. I guess if you're if you only got thirty bucks. It's... Very little time for foreplay. Let's just look. Come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Can you swing in ten minutes? I feel like that's like an awkward, weird, like hour, two yeah, hour long. Gun. I think it's just that's regular. I don't know if swinging is possible in ten minutes. Maybe it is, but I mean, what do you have a wrist like a a, a wristband that tells you, oh, you gotta you gotta leave? Is this someone like stopping people? No, you have the green wristband. You only had ten minutes. You're out. Who's, yeah, who's the like person that's like on his butt? Who's the person that's like, uh, it's been thirty minutes, guys. You got? Are you paying more, or are we gonna need another fifty bucks for me if you're gonna? You know how they like? You know how they mark a car that's been parked in a spot? Like they put a chalk, <laughs> <laughs> they put a, a chalk mark on the tire. Let me see your ass. <laughs> oh, you got the yellow chalk? Oh, you guys got a yellow pay. chalk. You're out. <laughs> yeah, Ten up. minutes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if. It might be like a pay-as-you-go situation. You might be like nine minutes in, and you go, you know what? Throw another 20 bucks on my tab. I'm going to be here a little while longer. Again, I didn't I, get to that side of the room yet. If people... I didn't get to that side of the room. If people, this is your thing, uh, God bless you. I love it. Hey, uh, go for it. It's do just do a, your thing. Yeah, I can't you, see... Uh, you do you. It doesn't really apply here, but you be you, I guess. You do whomever you choose, really. Do whoever, it. yeah, yeah. That's that's something. Why were they rated? Just because? Why were they what? Oh, why were they rated? I think the music. Probably somebody probably called and complained about the the music's the dead giveaway. Yeah, but what? I guess they're just paying for what, what's illegal. The music should be free. Corona. Like, no, it's it, normally oh, it's just this because would be of Corona. Fine. Yeah, corona. this would be fine. It's it wasn't fact. like they were doing anything like, yeah. nefarious. It was just Corona. Just a and and now that there's now there's the new rules. You can't no 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 uh, public drinking after ten. No bars. No you know. Right. This is technically a bar. You think there was, think there was one guy in that whole thing was like, you know what? Let's take this party to my house. <laughs> I mean, I would guess so. 
I mean, do you think there's people that are like, I, you can have sex with my wife, but not in my house. That's way too, that's way too yeah. private. Let's, let's go to this. Uh, obviously, it's clean. I mean, they wouldn't be in business. Look, they have an A rating on the window. It should be fine. <laughs> I wonder if that conversation, like, Jimmy, should we invite everybody back over to keep the party going? What are you, crazy? I mean. I don't want these perverts in my house. <laughs> <laughs> because where do you leave your wallet? You think there's a locker? I don't know. I would love to know how a locker room. This is why I couldn't be like one of those like um, investigative reporters, because I'd be like in these places. I'd be like, I got to know what this is, what they're what's the protocol here? What's got to be a locker room and a shower. And these and these bedrooms, that's that if you're going to run a swingers joint, those are the three essentials. Yeah, uh, one only one person was given uh, a fine and a summons, and that was Jennifer, who was 47. I won't say her last name, but you can find it if you're really curious. Um, she kept saying, "How? Let me see. Uh, I didn't work there. Blah blah blah. I got angry. I mouth off. They kept me there for hours about talking about the sheriffs. I just wanted to dance and see and hear a DJ play music. That was it. There's no other options. You can't go anywhere." Sounds to me like she was trying to cover up the fact that she was actually at a swingers joint. Like, yeah, I'm here just for the music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> uh, she says it wasn't crowded and people were spaced apart. She doesn't believe 80 people were even there, but couldn't say for sure how many patrons were there. They serve food? I hope not. I don't know. I mean, like, like I'm saying, like, this is a, like, swinging is a risky proposition in a normal year this year it's like i mean i guess people like that uh that extra danger i don't know i guess so i guess so uh finally uh frankie c let's talk about predator but i want to remind everybody that we do have our uh clothing store up and running too that's over at uh, anthonyonair.com you guys can check out some of our amazing items like our uh, silhouette design or perhaps you have uh, somebody in your family that would appreciate a shirt that says that's what she said on the uh, chest. Um, so uh, check that out over there. Maybe the coffee lover in your life would love our coffee uh, cup design or the wine drinker in your life would like that wine glass design. It's all based off of our uh, microphone design. That just simple outline. Uh, grab all of those items over at anthonyonair.com and uh, while you're there you can also subscribe to our second YouTube channel uh, which is live right now Anthony on Air Clips we handle single topics we take single topics from the podcasts and also some highlight and fun moments and just put it up there so they're quick bite size watches on our second YouTube channel Anthony on Air Clips Predator 2 Frankie C Predator 5 or something well that's what I meant. I don't know why I said back, <laughs> back in the, in the eighties, Schwarzenegger made the original Predator, Predator, and uh, apparently he's coming back in a new version. Um, it's not a remake or anything. I think it's supposed to be uh, a distant sequel. Um, I'm not sure which storyline. It's I mean, if because there were a few Predator movies. There was Predator. There was Predator Two. And then it went off into these weird ones where it was like Alien versus Predator. They did one with Adrian Brody, which I think was just called Predators or something. Then there was another one that took place in like California or something like that. It was a Predator movie there. 
I don't remember what that one was called. But then this one uh, reportedly is going to feature Schwarzenegger, who is what, in his 70s now? Yeah, got to be. Mid to late 70s. It's crazy. Hey, if he could do it, I'm in. He was great. I thought he was great in The Last Terminator. With, well, uh, I, I was going to say, the, the, this just goes to show you that there's never any IP that's dead, meaning intellectual prop, meaning like an idea, a franchise, a story. Never, ever dead. And the three that come to mind, he is, belongs to two of them. Terminator, Predator, and Rocky have just yeah. exceeded goals and have stood the test of time that we, we're not going to be happy until we see each of those characters in a movie dying that they can't come back anymore. Like, that's basically... Well, even that, look at Rocky. I mean, if Rocky... I, don't, I haven't seen... Um, what is it called? Uh, Creed? Yeah. I, I saw the first one. I didn't see Creed 2. Uh, I don't know what happens there, but that's just the passing of the torch. Now they're going to do all Creed stuff. Yep. And God knows where it'll go from there. You know, it could just keep going and going. Um, but Predator is something that could, could just keep going and going too. Even if, I mean, Schwarzenegger was just in the original. Our children are going to, our children are going to watch the, the Creed's children fight in movies. Like that's basically when, when yeah. Apollo Creed's kid has a kid like that, which I think, he does have a baby, and yeah, so yeah, so we, that's our kids are gonna watch that kid fighting in, in movies. That's gonna be the movies. Yeah, it was Ivan Drago's kid. You know, Which, it's just gonna keep going. It's such a great storyline to have Ivan Drago's kid come back and be a boxer and then take on a like that's I brilliant. I have to see it. I know it, it didn't, I didn't see it yet, and it happened already. And I should have seen it by now, but I, I just haven't watched it yet. I won't ruin anything for you, but it's a brilliant premise. But I will also say I've never seen any. I've only seen the Predator and maybe seen like can remember like five minutes of it. Predator is one of those 80s movies that you have to see. I mean, it's not that it's indicative of the decade, but it's an 80s movie. Nothing really too much to do with the 80s, but it's a classic. Predator came out like Karate Kid. Predator came out in 1987. I was five when I saw it, so I barely... Remember. But you saw I, it when it came out. I didn't see it when it came out. It, whenever it hit mo- uh, video. So I remember seeing it at home or on TV. Right. So Probably 89 or so. Maybe. Probably maybe 88. But I, I remember... All I remember was heat. Something with heat vision. That the thing would see in uh, heat vision or something crazy like that. And they covered themselves in mud or something stupid. And you, then... And then I also I also remember this like the and and the clicking yeah okay and there's like a clicking you have zero movie cred I'm sorry but the movies you watch and like so like the Notebook that's you and I can't (laughs) the Notebook's a fine film however that's not me I'm not the Notebook guy Notebook what what was that's what's the other one I'm sorry there's another one that it's like. Something Hill or Notting Hill. Hill. Notting Hill's a good movie. movie. And yeah, fine film. However, you are very naive of the classics, I feel. (laughs) Naive of the classics? Predator is a classic. When's the last time you saw Back to the Future? No, I'm all in on Back to the Future. I'm all all three of them obsessed. Star Wars, I'm a miss. I'm a miss on Star Wars. See, Karate Kid? Uh, no, Karate Kid I've done. You're up on that one? Goonies? Nope. 
Oh. <laughs> no idea what the Goonies, Goonies is a classic. You got to get in on those. People talk is, about the Goonies that, all the time. That is ultimate 80s right there. Yeah. If you're an 80s kid, you got to know the Goonies. Ghostbusters. I did Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is great. Yeah, I'll give you that. But like Pretty in Pink and St. Elmo's Fire and all those things, Dirty Dancing, never. And my, my, my wife has made me watch some of those in recent years. I'm not a fan of, of those those that genre. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've seen Dirty Dancing. I've seen uh, what is it, 16 Candles, but I'm not a huge, uh, you know, uh, John Hughes. I, I love like, John I like, Hughes, but uh, but yeah. those ones are kind of like. I like Home Alone, but I don't like those, you know, 80s teen movies. What's the one with Ducky? Like Breakfast Who, Club. I can't yeah. That. Is that Ducky? Is Ducky in that one? Ducky is 16 Candles, I believe. 16 Candles. Yeah. Not, not, my, not my speed. I like Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, Goonies. That's the 80s. I like so Back they, to School. Back, I'm huge on Back to School. Oh, Back to School is great. So yeah, I love uh, Dangerfield, absolutely. Yeah, but no classics. But I like know, Stand man. by Me, like. See another classic. Uh, Stand by Me is a classic. I remember the leech, you... the leech scene where they got out of the lake and there was leeches on, and that's all I all I remember. One of many great classic scenes. Yeah, it's a, it's such a good movie. Yep, man. A Christmas Story. You know, it's a big. I've never seen it. A Christmas story. You've never seen it's on every year. You've never a marathon every year. Twenty four hour marathon of Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. people go Fragile and I go, Yeah, I, I understand. I, 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 no, it's not about Fragile. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a just a story about a family going through the holiday. It's it's a cool slice of life. I missed it. Sometimes when I miss these things I just I never get back to them. And then people bring them up to you and then you're like eh. See, join the conversation, dude. You got to get in on these things. <laughs> You're missing out on so much culture. <clears throat> no? I don't know. I was big on the 90s film. 90s, I really got my act together. I saw all the great 90s films, and I was early on all the great 90s films. Swingers, Clerks, Pulp Fiction. I'm, a, I'm up on all those things. The 80s? Pre-1990. I mean, I, don't, I never got the whole thing with, like, Oh, this generation doesn't know. I mean, it's not like they disappear. They're, these movies are out there for people to watch. It's not like, yeah. oh, you know, that was before your time. I might the get before to Before your time argument. I might get to it. Now more than ever, is it, you got the chance to get back to them, you know, to see some of these things. Hey, look, I just finished watching yeah, West Wing. Are. That was 20 years after the fact. <laughs> All right. That's a good one, too. You got to. West Wing. I love it. We might have to do a dedicated podcast about, and we might have to involve your wife because that's true. I, she's a she loves that. I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm not as well versed. We might have to do that because if I need to talk to her about it, we already had a little text exchange about something that happened. But I feel like if I'm going to talk to her, we might as well just make it a podcast and and go all that's the way one. with it because that was like yeah, she'd love to talk West Wing. I'm sure. But that, but that was when I kind of got up to. I finally got to sixteen candles. I finally saw, but my wife maybe and Saint Elmo's Fire too. Never but saw I, Saint Elmo's Fire. I'll give you that. I don't have that. Like like um, the ones that mean more to her, my wife. They tend to mean more to me. But the ones that she's like, this is just a great movie. I like, watch it. And I go, that's okay. I, I I can't appreciate it as much as I probably may might have appreciated if I had saw it for the first time when she did or when everybody else did. 
You know what I mean? Like I feel yeah, like yeah, like you... Princess Bride. I don't understand. Holy shit! Worst Ugh, fucking movie I have uh, ever. I'm surprised our friendship survived that. Because you didn't grow that. up with it. <laughs> so you didn't grow up with it. You saw it as a uh, in your late thirties. You can't. <laughs> you have to have grown up with it. It's a cult classic. Everybody I know, besides Frank, Frank's brother, other friends, or like they all do these lines from this movie, and I finally saw the movie, and I just fucking hated it. <laughs> it was yeah, so classic, boring. That's it, oh god, it was so boring. You know what movie I've been dying to watch? That actually, that you brought this up because Fred Savage was in that. What's the one with Fred Savage where there was monsters under his bed? What was that one? Little called? monsters. Little monsters. Howie Mandel. I haven't seen that in probably 30 something years, and I would love to see. I remember watching that movie a whole bunch. You know what the that, other one? Go ahead. Some dark moments in that movie, man. There it's is. A great, it's a good movie. You know what else but. is kind of in the same line, same vein? What's the one where she had the imaginary friend? Drop Dead Fred? What was Drop that? Drop Dead Fred. Is yeah, that, that called Drop one. Dead Fred, that movie, or is that just the name of the character? It is. Both. What happened to those people, that guy and the girl? Where did they go? They, I feel like... Well, the girl was... What's her name? Um, oh, what the heck? I don't remember the, the guy. I don't know his name. But the girl is... Um, Phoebe Cates? Oh, she was in... Phoebe Cates, yeah. She was in Gremlins. She was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't know if she was in anything recently, but she was in a lot of stuff. He was, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was a British actor. And I don't know if he's done anything since or if he's even still around. Yeah, Rick Mayall. Let's see. No, he died in 2014. Oh, wow. That was a good movie. That's a classic. Well, yeah, see, I, I classic. got some. I'm in good. some of the 80s things. I think that was an 80s one. Drop Dead Friend. I don't know. Maybe early 90s. Eh, maybe late. No, I, nine, If I had a guess, ni 91? Yeah, 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 I was going to say 90. Yeah, that was that was a, like eighty nine to ninety three was this weird lost time where nothing really ever made sense. You, you know what I mean? Like that that was like the most yeah. lost time ever is eighty nine to ninety two, ninety three. It's a blur, and then ninety four. I gotta say, one of the best years in film, in my opinion, is nineteen ninety four. You look at the movies that came out in ninety four; they're like insane. Yeah, the the, the classics. A lot of classics came out in 94. Well, because that's when you... Wasn't that Pulp Fiction? I think Pulp Fiction was 94, wasn't it? No, I think that may have been a little later, but... No, it was... Look up, just look up movies 1994. Okay. 1994 popular movies. I think you might be right about this. Um, Disclosure? Yeah. This is one of the greatest movies of all time. Underrated. One of the greatest movies of all time. Little Giants. That's a... Fucking great movie. Great, great movie. movie. Rick Moranis, Ed O'Neill. Totally. Uh, eight Seconds, Legends of the Fall, um, When a Man Loves a Woman, Pulp Fiction, The River Wild, My Girl, uh, Little Rascals came out in 94, Richie Rich came out in 94, The Professional. The Professional is so good with what's his name? I'm looking up because there are others. Um, that was Natalie Portman and the and the old guy and Gary Oldman was in that. Shawshank Redemption, Clear and Present Danger, Forrest Gump was '94. The Usual yeah. Suspects was '94. Blank Check was '94. Uh, <laughs> True Lies, 
Nobody's Fool. So many. Uh, interview with a Vampire. Quiz Show. Natural Born Killers. Angels in the Outfield. Clear and Present Danger. Junior. <laughs> Speed was 94. Uh, Speed, The Mask with Jim Carrey. Wow. Ace Ventura. Dumb and Dumber. No. They all came out in 94. Three of his movies came popular. out in 94? It just says popular. Yeah. Milk Money. So. Do you remember Milk Money with Melanie Griffith and Ed Harris? Yep. The Flintstones. Junior. Ton of movies, man. That, that was a big year. What the hell happened? It was something that year. One of the most underrated Danny DeVito movies of all time, Renaissance Man. Love that movie. That was 94. Oh, that's a great movie. And It Could Happen to You, I think, is the best. Uh, that's your guy there that you love, Nicolas Cage. I think that's Nicolas the best Cage. Nicolas Cage movie. I don't know about that. It was a great movie, but I don't know about the best Nicolas Cage movie. My opinion, I liked, I mean, it's a little watered down Nicolas Cage, but I like National Treasure. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. 94 was a good year. I'm telling you. Uh, that is it for us. Thank you guys for watching. Do you want to talk about? Um, I don't mind. Um, so little news, uh, update on Bridie, my dog. Uh, she passed away last week. Uh, that's why I, I've been missing on some podcasts. And, um, yeah, so she, she went quietly in her, in her sleep. She, um, we were actually, we were a few days away from taking her into uh, the vet to actually uh, put her to sleep. But she went a couple of days before that uh, on her own. And a friend of mine from my other job <laughs> sent me this as a kind of a way to lift our spirits, my wife and I spirits. So this was, uh, this is a picture of Bridie that he took off of my uh, one of my social media pages and I've seen these ads going around everywhere and he kind of just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of soldier that is but uh, Bridie is the captain I guess or commander I have no idea yeah I wouldn't say I, very I like uh, nautical admiral-ish um, Napoleon-esque looking kind of uniform but not <laughs> I like, guess. like like that kind of a thing for people that are listening and only not watching. So he goes, he goes to me, did you get what I sent you in the mail yet? I thought it was going to be like a card. Sorry for your loss type of thing. And I opened this. <laughs> <laughs> it gave my wife and me a good laugh. So this is, this is nice. That's a little Brady on top of there. So that That's was very awesome. funny. That's really awesome. Yeah. And it's tough to lose a pet. I don't know. Brady was a, such a good girl too. You know, she was great. She, you know, it's funny, like whenever she would protect me and my wife so much, but super she was protective never, of you. Yeah, she was never violent. She would never bite. And if she would, like if someone was in our house that was, you know, if, and that someone that doesn't come over very often, she would be very nervous and she would growl and bark. But if she went to bite, she would just touch with her teeth. She wouldn't bite down. She wouldn't break skin. She would just touch. That was the worst she would do. Yeah. And she was just a sweet dog. And, you know, every night she would sleep in bed with, with uh, my wife and me. And, you know, it's, it's been a week, uh, a little over a week. And it's tough. But we know she's in a better place. She was suffering for a little over a year. She had cancer. And we did, 
everything we could for her. We brought her to uh, oncology, veterinary oncologists and gave her all kinds of chemo and stuff. It just, it was too much. Finally, yeah. it just, it was too much. You her. did a lot. I, go, I will say, like, I've, I've had this conversation with my wife, like, whenever we would talk about something, and I love my dog Rocco more than anything, but my, my dog's got a cap on him. <laughs> There's a financial cap there. Like, I love that dog more than anything. I want to keep him around forever. But what you guys did for that, for Bridie, was un, was way above and beyond what what we could do for Rocco and will yeah. be doing for Rocco. I mean, my wife and I, we don't have kids, so we treated Bridie as, like, our our daughter. You know, she was our she was our baby. Yeah. Well, my wife and I have kids, but even if we didn't, I would still have a cap imposed on Rocco. <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know it's it's tough. If you're losing a pet, if anybody out there who's lost a pet, they know you know it's not a it's not an easy thing to get over. And, and you don't think you, I don't know if you ever get over it, but it's you know she's not suffering now. She's at peace, which gives us a little comfort. Yeah, I love that painting too so much. That reminds me of the the Tony Soprano's painting. Do you remember that? <laughs> 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 when he has the painting made up of him and the and Pio Mai, the dog, the horse, yep. <laughs> and then Paulie was sees he like it. pissed at it first or something? He's like, what? Yeah, well, because what, what the hell is that? The horse dies. The horse dies yeah. before he gets the painting back, and then when he gets the painting back, he goes to throw it away. Tells the guys to burn it, and then Paulie Walnut sees it and saves it, and he's and he hangs <laughs> it in his house. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what the, I got to get myself next to her then we'll just be i'll be the i'll be the horse though right he'll be the general <laughs> <That's so cute. laughs> all right uh very sorry for your loss frank you know that um thank you and i'm sure uh everybody uh who listens or watches this uh will will be reaching out with nice things to say and can relate if they've lost a pet too um, we appreciate it thank you that's what I'm nervous about to, you know, if I could bring this back on to me for a second, uh, which when do I ever do that? Um, but I've never lost a pet. Like I've, Rocco's my first dog. So I've never, you know, you've had yeah. dogs before, before Bridie, you know, so you, you know. Yeah. I had actually, when I was uh, a kid, um, when I was nine, we got my, my dog, Samantha, who was a Yorkshire Terrier and she lived until I was, uh, 28. So from nine to twenty-eight, I had Samantha. So she was nineteen years old uh, when we actually we put her to you know we put her to sleep. She mm -hmm. didn't go on her own. That was tough because it was just it's a horrible day. It's a horrible time to you know you go in and you do that and it's just you don't you don't get over it. You know it's it's tough. It's the it's one of, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, we're we're dealing. It's you know, one day at a time. Absolutely. All right, Frankie C. You have yourself a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. I will. And to everyone out there as well. Yes, please have a great Thanksgiving. I would love to hear your comments and read your comments on what you guys do or are doing or friends of yours that you know do something or whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to be all up in the comments. I usually am, but I'm going to be all up in the comments uh, for days reading what people have done or done differently this year or whatever. Let us know.
um, you know, as we continue to navigate our way through this shit year of, yeah. uh, you know, what's going to happen for this year, Thanksgiving. But enjoy so much. I am not 100% sure about a third episode this week on Black Friday. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but hopefully if we can, if we can do one, we will uh, for sure. So uh, thanks so much for checking us out. As always, anthonyonair.com has all our links and information. Don't forget our second channel on YouTube now with just highlights and uh, single topics and RIP Bridie. And R. I. P. we'll see you guys on the next episode.